I burned my foot very badly on my foreman grill. I enjoy having breakfast in bed. I like waking up to the smell of bacon. Sue me. Would you like to sample our vegan bacon? 100% meatless. Sir, is there a problem? I'm just making sure no one ever has to eat this. Thanks. And so I decided to make my food fantasy come true. Our ultra feast menu steam. Hollywood. We have ratatouille from ratatouille and tandoori chicken from born into brothels. Hey, Ron. You're not going to slaughter that pig here, are you? Not to worry. I have a permit. This just says I can do what I want. Where is everyone? Who knows? Maybe they finally figured out clam chowder is disgusting because it's basically a savory latte with bugs in it. But trust me, classic college experiences never happen organically. Coming up, the Fantasy Film and Food Draft, Comedy TV Edition. Welcome to the Film and Food Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Roberts, and thanks again for joining me for episode 18. Look, I'm always excited for new episodes, but this one is a very special return of a category we launched a while ago. However, before I introduce today's episode, I wanted to say a quick welcome to the Film and Food Podcast. We celebrate all things culinary and cinematic in film, so if you're a foodie or a cinephile, or both like me, this is the podcast for you. We have a few different ways we do this, including our film and food review episodes, where we give a comprehensive review of a great foodie film or TV show, plus give you a recipe to try at home. Then we have our Quick Bites episodes, where we catch you up on great film and television from the past and present, as well as our triple threat format and our top 10 films of each year. So make sure you go and check out those other episodes and subscribe to us. And thank you so much for your support. As I said, I'm very excited for this episode because it is the long-awaited return of a format we introduced back in episode 10, the Fantasy Film and Food Draft. Basically, the premise of this concept is wanting to eat the food we see in movies and TV. Everybody likes to fantasize, come up with imaginary scenarios, and imagine ourselves in our favorite TV shows and our favorite movies, as well Maybe you're like me, imagining the food and drink and wanting to eat and drink those things in real life like they appear in those TV shows and movies. So I came up with this format where we get together a bunch of guests who take turns drafting from various categories to make an ultimate food experience. We could draft from our favorite directors' filmographies or our cinematic universes, our movie series or whatever we want. It's like fantasy sports, but with more food in it. So back in episode 10, we launched this format and I had guests Andrew Lingley and Corey McMahon. And the three of us, we created our own ultimate Tarantino food experience from the filmography of, of course, Quentin Tarantino. So we had categories like main meal, dessert, drink. We could bring a guest along, the location, and of course, the soundtrack. And so we drafted all of these things from the filmography of Quentin Tarantino and came up with our own experiences that you guys voted for at home. And I believe Corey was our winner based on our polls back in that episode. It's a really great episode and will help make a lot more sense of the game and will explain a lot more. So go and check that out. 
The response we did have to that episode was so good. It's one of our most listened to episodes and I've had a number of people calling for another one. So here we are with another episode of the Fantasy Film and Food Draft. Today we have gone bigger and better. We're going to be creating our ultimate comedy TV food day out from five different shows. Parks and Recreation, The Office, the US version, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Community, and The Good Place. I love all of those TV shows. I'm a bit of a TV comedy TV show person. If you've listened to any of our Quick Bites episodes, I'm often talking about the latest comedy TV that I'm watching, and I've probably seen these shows on multiple occasions already. So imagine if you could eat the food that you see on those shows or hang out with the characters and spend a day with them. Well, that's what we're going to do today. I want you to imagine having a day with a combination of all the food and people and locations and things from all of those different shows. Well, what would it look like? Today, we're going to answer that question. We have returning guests from our last fantasy film and food draft, the champion, Corey McMahon and Andrew Lingley, plus returning guests, Jonathan Ford, plus new guest, Murray Sullivan. But we need you to play at home. If you go on our social media, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, you will find all eight categories in image cards that me and my guests are choosing from today. So you can follow along and play at home as well. And we want to know what you would choose. What would you draft as the ultimate lineup? Let us know on social media what you think. We want you to share with us, debate about it. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, share with us what your ultimate comedy food day out would look like. So please play along and also after this episode, we need your vote on which guest you thought won the draft today and created the ultimate comedy TV food day out. Well, as far as the draft order and the rules and everything else, we're going to explain that as we go and I think you really want to dive into this episode. Let's dive into my conversation with Andrew, Corey, Murray and Jono as we play the game, the fantasy film and food draft comedy TV edition. Let's pass it over. All right, everyone. So we are here for the Fantasy Film and Food Draft Ultimate Comedy TV Edition. And I've got four amazing guests with me. I've got returning champion, Corey McMahon, Andrew Lingley, new guest, Murray Sullivan, and Jonathan Ford here. How are you guys going? Good. <laughs> right? Keen right to win. Yeah, we're going to need to win this time. Yeah, I'm keen to do better. I think I came third last time, so that would be good to actually get some votes. Um, Yeah, so we're doing Ultimate Comedy TV. So basically, we're looking at five different shows, Parks and Rec, The Office, The Good Place, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and Community. So why don't you go around and share a little bit about yourself and also a bit about your experience and relationship with those shows. Corey. All right. Well, I'm an avid TV watcher, and I think I'd like to say I've seen probably Parks and Rec the most. I think I've watched that three times all the way through. Um, I've watched The Office probably two ways, two 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 times all the way through. So, and then I've watched the other two shows of all all the shows. I've watched all the shows. I love all the shows. They're great. I quote them all the time. Amazing, Andrew. Um, yeah, I've, I think I've seen all of those except for, I haven't finished all of the good place yet. Um, but yeah, I would say probably office and Brooklyn are my top two. 
and then Parks and Rec, um, and then Community maybe, and then Good Place. But I, I think is that community a ranking, de- or is that how much you've watched it? No, nah, that's that's my ranking. Uh-huh. But I would I would say that like I don't know. I feel like Community started well and then kind of went downhill as it went on. Still waiting on a movie. Uh, a bit a bit like Chevy Chase's career, but that's okay. Murray, tell us a bit about yourself, yeah. Murray. Your first time here. Yeah, first time here. I'm uh, Chris's brother-in-law because he's married to my sister. Um, I'm a eternal student, a lifeguard part-time. And so the longer I study, the longer I can be doing that job. So I've just started a PhD at UNSW. Um, and I do get a fair bit of time to watch TV. So I've watched most episodes of these shows. I... Um, I tend to watch get into shows with um, my wife or my family and they'll often go on without me and I'll uh, miss episodes and without even realising it and the plot will develop and I'll be uh, scratching my head. Um, so I've watched most of The Good Place. I've watched all of The Office, uh, all of Community. I think they've done a few sneaky episodes on Parks and Rec on me that I've missed, but I've watched most of it. And I've uh, watched all of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Um, yeah, all good shows. I, I reckon uh, Nine-Nine's probably my pick of the bunch for consistency. But I reckon Parks and Rec has the best moments and community started super strong. Very nice. And Jono? Uh, yeah, I've um, seen all those shows. Um, um, so there's no... Uh, I'm not going to be behind or anything. Um, I've actually seen Community and Parks and Rec in the last year due to all the lockdowns, so like both of them, which is great. Um, the Office, I've seen a lot. I'd say I've probably seen it maybe the whole thing every two years since it stopped showing, so maybe like five times or something <laughs> um, with housemates and just, you know, relaxation time. <laughs> so good good show. It's probably my favourite. Um, and I have seen The Good Place. Um I didn't really, uh, it wasn't my favourite show, but I liked the idea. Um, and I reckon, I don't think they're going to be doing any more, but I'd be keen for another season of that if they were so inclined. Um, but also Brooklyn Nine-Nine still, it's actually uh, kind of still going, isn't it? I think that's the only one that's still going, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah, um, probably the office, a big, big office fan here. So. Very good. Yep. Um I'd never seen any of these shows until I moved out of home and I was living in Canberra with my housemates at the time and was in various stages, had nothing to do or slightly depressed. And they pointed me towards comedy television. And so I think I watched all of The Office and all of Parks and Rec and all of Community and a bit of Brooklyn Nine-Nine in the space of like six months. It was pretty wild. So... um. Then I've probably seen The Office the most. I've probably seen that probably as many as five times, maybe more. Um, And I've seen Parks and Rec twice. I've seen Community a few times. Um, Seen The Good Place. We watched that last year all the way to the end. And Brooklyn Nine-Nine, I think I've seen maybe four seasons. I'm a bit behind. I need to catch up because I know they're starting season eight right now. So I need to catch up on that one. But... Yeah, 
all good shows. I think similar to Murray, like a ritual in our household now in lockdown is you eat lunch, you watch an episode or two, finish work, watch an episode or two at dinner. Like uh, it just becomes part of your life a little bit. All right. So we have four, five people. We have eight categories. So basically you each get a first pick, you each get a second pick, you each get a third pick, blah, blah, blah. You can trade your draft pick if you want to, or something you've chosen. So if you really, really wanted what somebody else wanted, or you really want somebody else's pick, maybe you're willing to give up your first pick in another category for someone else's, you know, second or third pick or first pick somewhere else. It's just up to you. If you can make the trade happen, we'll make it happen. And then your job is to convince the audience at the end that you have created the ultimate experience. So part of this game is selling it to the audience. No matter what you get picked, no matter how bad or good you think it is, you have to spin it to your advantage. And so ultimately, we need you at home to decide who's going to win. So after this episode drops on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, on our website, anywhere you can find us, there will be a poll that you can vote on and decide. And we also want you to play at home. Let us know what your um, ultimate food day experience is. So let's get started, hey? So category one is breakfast. Just give me all the bacon and eggs you have. Oh yeah, I'm gonna need two hours worth of waffles. So I'm just gonna grab a healthy breakfast. Are those gummy bears wrapped in a fruit roll-up? Breakfast burrito, but yeah. How are you so satisfied all the time, Abed? I mean, don't you ever want anything more out of life than cereal? I have egg in my Crocs. I will take a free breakfast buffet anytime, any place. Terry loves lavender. A little homemade honey yogurt infused with lavender and love. So on our ultimate food day out, the first meal of the day you'd be eating is breakfast. And these studios have quite a number of really, really good breakfast foods. So your options today are Leslie's Waffles from Parks and Rec, all the bacon and eggs you can have from Parks and Rec. You have French Toast from The Office. You have a breakfast buffet from Parks and Rec. You have Terry's Yogurt from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Jake's Healthy Breakfast Burrito, which is, if you didn't know, uh, fruit roll-ups with gummy bears in them. And you also have Lucky Charm cereal from Community. So, Corey, surprise, surprise, in my random draft order, you got the first pick, which is kind of fitting because you were the champion. So, there you go. We gave you first pick. That's your, that's your prize from last episode. Love it. I'll take it away then. Uh, look, breakfast, breakfast is a love language for me. Um, I like to have breakfast at any time of the day. It can be at lunchtime or dinner time because breakfast is just awesome. Um, and there's too many good options on this list. The thought process for me was like, if I can't, if I can't have what I want, then I'd probably go for French toast because that's like my second favorite thing for breakfast. But my absolute favorite thing for breakfast is definitely all the bacon and all the eggs that you can have, mainly because Ron Swanson is a legend, but also bacon is amazing. Um, if you ask my family, they will tell you bacon is my favorite food. I once had a full plate of just bacon for breakfast when I was in Thailand at an all-you-can-eat buffet. So it's all, it's, I, I literally have lived like this. So, yeah, all the bacon, all the eggs, please. Can't fault you, Corey. That's a really good first choice. 
we're going over to you, Jono. That's off the board, but there's still lots of good options. Um, I'm going to have to be uh, true to my favourite TV show um, out of all of them, which is The Office. Um, and it's quite good because I'm a massive French toast person. Um, and I totally understand that you would make that much French toast because when you make that much French toast batter or, or mix or whatever you call it, you know, you can't just chuck it out. You just have to keep going. Um, so if you're like Michael Scott and you grossly um, overestimate how much you need, I think, you know, you can serve a whole, whole kingdom of people there. Um, uh, so I'm going to go for that one. Uh, yeah, because there's nothing better than some French toast with a bit of maple syrup. Amazing. Yeah, that's what, that's the funniest scene because he just can't stop making it. I th- you know, isn't he like procrastinating because he's got to try and start his new business with Pam? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I get the third pick. And because this category is too good, I feel pretty happy that I still get to pick third. And I'm going to stick with Ron Swanson as well, because arguably one of the best characters of all time. And he eats a lot of food. So I'm going to take the breakfast buffet off the table, the all-you-can-eat breakfast buffet. The reason why this is the winning choice is because the breakfast buffet has everything you want. I'm pretty sure in the scene where he's like on a Bucks party and he's not interested in the club, he just wants to eat breakfast food, which I can relate to a lot. He um, He's eating pancakes, he's eating bacon, he's eating eggs. Often there's like, you know, you can have your cereal and your fruit on a buffet, juice, unlimited. And I just love a buffet. I've loved a buffet since I was a child. And the and if thought of a buffet will never, ever not excite me. So waking up for breakfast... And having as much as you want, however you want, and it's already and cooked and served for you, prime. Best way to start my day. Andrew, I almost gave your pick away to Murray. That's all right. I would have wanted it. <laughs> um, so just clarifying, what's left is waffles, uh, yogurt, breakfast burrito, and Lucky Charms. Is yeah. that right? That's right. All right. Well... <laughs> Look, I, I'm not a massive uh, brekkie person, personally. Um, but I think out of those options, I think the last three are pretty weak. So I'm, I'm going to have to go with the waffles because everyone likes a good waffle. Um, and look, in the morning, what are you, what are you making? Waffles. It's just nice. a simple, simple choice. So I'm going to go with that. Great choice. That's rough. I was wondering if that was going to get to you, Mars. Sorry. So you get to choose from the last three options. Well, actually, um, I feel kind of lucky here in that there, there was four really obvious picks, but I feel like uh, there's one pick in there that might have been a bit of a blind spot for people who haven't tried it. Um, and I'm, I'm going to pick the breakfast burrito. I feel like people may not recognize quite how good melted gummy bears can actually be. Um, so yeah, before before you judge, uh, I'd strongly recommend you give it a whirl. So that's uh, yeah, I'm taking that one off the table. Wow, I did not expect that. I honestly thought you might have gone for yogurt, but I like it. I think it's a very Jake Peralta start to the day. Yeah, it's look, it's not an everyday pick, but um, I've I've explored the realms of jaffles before in my time. And I have stuffed a jaffle with jelly babies, and it was uh, it was a remarkable experience. So, In not bread. something you'd want to do often, but uh, um, yeah, definitely 
Uh, definitely not against it. I would definitely give that a go. That sounds really good. Okay, so we've all picked breakfast. We move on to the next meal, category two, lunch. This was the glorious time. No more racing to the cafeteria. No more lines. To us, lines were for suckers, hacks, sheep. We were wolves. And we had the chicken to prove it. The sloppy Jessica, mac and cheese, chili pizza on a bun. It's everything I've wanted to eat for the last 48 hours. Where's the judge? All I see is a burrito. You know what I like? Calzones. What the hell's wrong with this guy? They have the most insane burritos. I don't much go for ethnic food. No, 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 trust me. They have one that's called the meat tornado. Literally killed a guy last year. Hold on there, Inks. Let me get more of them shrampy. Went to Paunch Burger and got myself a number two. Double bacon grenade deluxe, hash browns, chili cheese fries, and one poached egg. Another very important meal. We have the very famous calzones, Ben's calzones from Parks and Rec. We have the sloppy Jessica from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which you don't know is like a huge sub sandwich with macaroni cheese, chili, and pizza on the sandwich. We have a croque monsieur, which is just a very fancy way of saying like a ham and cheese toasted sandwich, but more fancier. That's from Brooklyn Nine-Nine as well. You have the meat tornado, which we never find out what the meat tornado is on Parks and Rec, but we'll leave that up to your imagination. We have chicken fingers, the centerpiece of an amazing Goodfellas-inspired episode from Community. We have the burrito that everybody thinks is the judge in The Good Place. And we have the double bacon grenade deluxe hash browns, chili cheese fries, and one poached egg from Porch Burger in Parks and Rec. And then finally, we have shrimp from The Good Place. So a huge variety of lunches here you can literally take this any way you want and murray it's good you had the last pick you now get to pick first yeah this one's this one's a tough one as well there's some strong contenders in there um i feel like the the meat tornado is tempting however the the paunch burger basically is a, a meat tornado but you know exactly <laughs> what you're going to get so um yeah that's that's going to be my my lunch pick Wow, you're short. really leaning into the the junk food aspect. Yeah, look, short and fast is probably how you live if you have a paunch burger, but you, you've got to go for it. On a special day. On a special, On a special day. day. Nice. All right, um, Jono, you now get second pick. Um, I'm glad I get second pick. Um I there are some good contenders there, but I lunch to me is a light meal. <laughs> so sometimes I, I forget to have lunch or I have it very late. Um, so the, the look of that massive uh, burger um, doesn't really look like it's going to do me for lunch more dinner, I think. Uh, but having said that, I don't mind something a little bit gourmet, kind of like the, uh, the calzones or the calzonies, I think you're supposed to say. Uh, which are pretty much the reason why I think his name's Ben, isn't it? In in Parks and Recreation, why he gets mocked yeah. basically for the whole episode, yeah. <laughs> the whole the whole series. But uh, um, I think actually there are calzones in Seinfeld as well. Um, I'm, I'm a big Seinfeld fan. Uh, I think there's some there's some kind of reference there. So 
I'm going to like double down on that one um, and go for the Calzones, even though they are a sign of that of Ben's uh, lameness <laughs> in the TV show. But I love a good Calzone. Amazing. What would you put in your Calzone? Do you know? I would basically, for me, it's like a folded up pizza. <laughs> so uh, I would go for like some kind of cured meats like prosciutto and salami, um, you know, some basils, you know, kind of like the, the herbs and spices, the Italian the Italian style, um, you know, flavors there. So got to have some good tomato tomato paste, I think. But I don't know. I might be completely wrong. Maybe, maybe that's not the best calzone. No, it sounds amazing. Good choice. Okay. okay. I've got the third pick and I'm in a bit of a world of pain because I've got no idea what to do with this category. I love chicken fingers so much. I know it's basic, but like I could honestly eat them every day if it wouldn't ruin my arteries, um, you know. So there's that and then the porch burger is off the board and the sloppy Jessica I think is too much even though I'm really tempted to choose it just so that I can make it for the show. Um, surprising, but I think I'm going to go with the Croque Monsieur by Charles Boyle. So he gets handed this to him by Captain Boyle in the episode, I believe. And if you watch the clip, he just eats it and it's so crunchy. Like it just is like the post, the perfect toasted sandwich. And so... I think that's like a really ideal lunch, a perfect bit gourmet, fancy toasted sandwich. So that's what I'm taking. I think if Boyle's going for it as well, you know, it's going to be good. That's true. Boyle is the the perennial foodie on the show. So if he's obsessed, then that's a good time. Next, we have Andrew. All right. Um, So can I clarify what's still left? So we've got the meat tornado and the sloppy Jessica. And the Chicken shrimp. fingers and burrito and shrimp. All right. Um, yeah, look, I'm I'm also quite a light eater at lunchtime. Um, so what am I going to go for? Yeah, I think the meat tornado, the sloppy Jessica, as you guys said, like just too much. Like you're not eating for the next two days after one of those, I reckon. <laughs> Um, so yeah, maybe I will go with just uh, a regular old judge's burrito and there's, there's nothing better than being judged while you're eating, right? So why not combine the two? Nice. What, what would you order in a burrito or have in your burrito? Ah, um, I think I would, uh, either get a chicken burrito or a, like a pulled pork burrito. Um, yeah, cheese, uh, some guac. Um, what else? Yeah, tomato, some other things in there, whatever. Sounds good. Good choices. All right, Corey, bring us home. So many good options. Uh, there was definitely three that stood out to me that I really was interested in getting if I had the opportunity. Obviously, going last, I won't have as many options. Paunch burger, I love burgers. It's hard to see it go, but that's okay. Calzones, I love the idea of calzones. I also love the passion that Ben has for calzones. But as the great Leslie Nope says, calzones are like pizzas, but they're harder to eat. They're dumb, and so was that idea. So I'm going to go <laughs> oh <my God>. with... 
the meat tornado because it's mysterious and Ron Swanson is a, a meat connoisseur. He's a master of meats. And no matter how much or how little the meat is thrown my way, as I imagine a tornado would do, I feel like it would be exquisitely tasty. So going with Ron Swanson's meat tornado. Very nice. Sticking to, I feel like people are getting their themes here. And your theme is definitely meat, I reckon. My theme is just Ron Swanson straight up. Yeah, that's true. And also... It literally killed the guy, remember? This this meat tornado. Literally so you're putting everybody's lives at risk. Are you willing to do that? Well, remember, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. So if this killed the guy and it doesn't kill you, then it's only making you stronger. Oh, I see. I see. Okay. Moving on through the day, we come to dinner. At least once a year, I like to bring in some of my Kevin's famous chili. What are you eating? I call this turf and turf. It's a 16-ounce T-bone and a 24-ounce porterhouse. Also, whiskey and a cigar. Hi, is that a casserole? It's bagel bites and a deconstructed hot pocket reduction with a Doritos glaze. I just really want to make my food, you know? Buttered noodles. Buttered noodles are my favorite. But this hotel always serves bacon-wrapped shrimp. That's my number one favorite food wrapped around my number three favorite food. I'd go to a banquet in honor of those Somali pirates if they serve bacon-wrapped shrimp. Excuse me. Now, this is another really varied category. So, we have Osabuco, which is the meal that they eat at the very famous dinner party in the office that is cooked for such a long time. We have bacon-wrapped shrimp from Parks and Rec. We have a turf and turf from Parks and Rec. We have an Arizona churro dog. Now, if you can see on the image... It's at the very back, but it's one of um, Jason Mendoza's specialities. And it is a hot dog, but with two churros as the bun. And it's tied together with a Slim Jim. So it's the most wild thing, and I had to include it. You also have Kevin's Famous Chili from The Office. You have Pizza by Alfredo, which is the good one. Not Alfredo's Pizza Cafe. You have Troy's Casserole which is bagel bites and a deconstructed hot pocket reduction with a Doritos glaze. And you also have buttered noodles from Community. A very varied mix. And I actually get the first pick with this one. All right. So we started with a breakfast buffet. We've had a light, delicious croque monsieur. So I I I think it's time to bring some sophistication into the palate to bring a level of class to my day and so I'm choosing between two things here but I think I'm gonna go actually with Osabuco from the office now whatever you think about Michael and Jan because I think that is my favorite episode of all time it still makes me laugh hysterically when um, Michael folds the little plasma screen into the wall and um Anyway, amazing. Fantastic snip, episode. snap, snip, snap, snip, snap. You have no <laughs> idea the toll, physical toll that three vasectomies has on a person. Um, <laughs> sorry, i got to stop quoting it. But yeah, but the, the, the thing in that episode is that Jan literally cooks it for like four hours and she only started at like 6, 6 p.m. or something. So it's going to be like Spanish, mid, midnight when they eat. So it's obviously very well cooked. It looks delicious. And it's the level of sophistication that I want to bring to my meal. So that's my choice. Corey, you get pick number two here. 
Yes, I do. And there are a few good options here. I've noticed there's not many options with like veggies on the side. I don't know if there's any. I need to have some sort of variety in my day. I can't just have meat all day. I guess eggs are good for you, right? Um, <clears throat> look, yeah, it's a episode, very carb heavy. Yeah, show, very, to be honest. So this basically, we're basing this. This day is basically cheat day, right? In a week. Oh, definitely. Like for all the listeners out there, this is not what you're eating on every every day. This is a day. fantasy day, so if you, yeah. you can't ha- eat vegetables on a fantasy day, that's. I'm, I'm happy to stick with that because otherwise, it's not going to be a good meal to have like a couple of meals to have every day. Um, look, the episode where chili, like the the chili was made by um, what was his name again? Kevin. Kevin, that's it. Kevin, sorry. Uh, very sad day to watch him <laughs> have to try and scoop it all back up, and I'm, I. I Every time I think of it, it makes me not want to eat it because all I can see is him trying to scoop it back off the floor into a pot. So I'm definitely <laughs> not going there. Um, <laughs> and look, even the, the images you're showing us right now, Ron Swanson just enjoying the meat that he's eating makes me want to choose him. But I am a real big fan of pizza and Alfredo's is, you know, the, the good pizza place, not the Alfredo's Pizza Cafe. So... I'm going to go with pizza. You can get some veggie pizzas. Wouldn't recommend it. Not the best pizza in the world, but you have a lot of options when it comes to pizza. And if it's the good you know, place to get pizza, then I'm going to go there and get some dinner. Good choice. Good choice. I like it a lot. Andrew. All right. Well, this, this one was a very clear pick in my mind. Um, so with my earlier meals, I only ate white, so I've got lots of room left to spare. So I think I'm going to go for the turf and turf. Um, And from memory, I think it's what, like a 400 gram T-bone with like a 600 gram uh, steak. Is that right? Like a porterhouse or something. And then with whiskey and a cigar. So look, that sounds like a good night to me. Um, And I'd be very happy after going out and having that. Amazing. Yep. You've sold that to me. I've never smoked a cigar and never planned to, but you made me want to just... You're missing out. So Look, if you're eating that much meat, you're not concerned with what <laughs> one cigar's going to You're going to get cancer yeah. anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, You'll die of heart failure before you die yeah. of mouth cancer. Yeah. Well, there you go. There you go. Good for the arteries. Mind, right? Good for the soul. Okay, Jono, going to you next. A few of my picks have been taken here, so... Um, I'm not, I'm not one for a ridiculous, um, I don't know. I mean, I was looking at the, the community one, Troy's casserole. Um, and I believe here it's the bagel bites and the constructed hot pocket reduction with Doritos glaze, but I am all for experimentation (laughs) and I, I treasure that Troy has done his best on his famous casserole and has gone a little bit outside of the box. <laughs> so I would very much like to try that casserole, um, uh, particularly as uh, particularly if it was served by Troy, I think that would be quite cool. Um, so I think I'm going to have to go for that because that's still a, sounds like a hearty meal, I think. Um, don't know about the hot pocket, but uh, I think that's my pick. Amazing. I'm so impressed you chose that, to be honest. I wasn't brave enough. I was thinking it because it's the funny. It's so funny just how he presents it so like chef like. I'm pretty sure he's like, I just want to make my food. Um, <laughs> anyway, so 
Very if, they, good. if it's anything like their um their dinner party where they end up on whole, all sorts of uh, what do they call it the um the multiple timelines. <laughs> yeah, it could go any direction. So it, it really could. <laughs> it really could. It really could. All right, Murray. I feel Are you like salvage something from the end of the bag here again. I feel like uh, Jono might have just saved my life then because I was probably going to uh, follow up my breakfast burrito and paunch burger with that and I don't think that would have gone uh, too well for my health. Um, so I'm going to go with the bacon-wrapped shrimp because Ooh. Ron Swanson's face while eating them, <laughs> I, I would like to be making a face like that while I eating I almost them. made the decision just off the face too. You've, you've got a, a pretty similar moustache to him as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> Murray, try and make that face. Yeah, sorry. That was very good. And this is a podcast, so you didn't see that, but he, he did a good job. I appreciate that. Nice. Okay. What I'm thinking is let's do dessert and then we'll, let's, we can take a little break to sell ourselves and debate a bit and then we can keep moving on. So let's go to category four. This is the best pie in New York City. Apple from Argos Bakery, founded 1910. I wake up every morning in a bed that's too small, drive my daughter to a school that's too expensive, and then I go to work to a job for which I get paid too little. But on pretzel day, well, I like pretzel day. I hear Angela's party will have double fudge brownies. It will also have Angela. Dr. Rich, what sets your kettle corn apart? Well, it's a secret ingredient. A couple extra pinches of love. No. <laughs> never believe it. I was at the frozen yogurt place, and I didn't know what I wanted. So I turned to the guy behind me, and I was like, why don't you go ahead? <gasps> Just like that. Damn it. Damn. Okay. Uh, hold on, hold on. Judges in session. What is the problem here? You put my stuff in jello again. And we're going to do this one random. So I'm looking in my bowl. Who's going to get the first pick? Murray. I felt like you earned that. So we'll get to you in a second, Murray. I need to explain what is on offer here. So we have Michael Scott's pretzel with all the topping. We have kettle corn or like popcorn that's made in a pot from community. We have Angela's double fudge brownies from the office. We have stapler jello from the office. We have Nutri Yum bars from Parks and Rec. And we have apple pie from Argo's Bakery from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. As you can already guess, this category was a stretch, but I stretched it indeed. And we're gonna move forward and do this. So Murray, I think this is a good category to have the first pick, to be honest. Yeah, I'm, I'm quite happy about this. I feel like it gets me uh, right back in contention. Um, so I'm I'm going straight for that apple pie from Argo's Bakery. Damn it! I think it's yeah. I think it's pretty hard to believe. That was probably the best pick. Not gonna lie. That was definitely mine as well. Yeah, boo. That's a shame. Good, great pick, Murray. I feel like you deserve that, and that's a winning pick. That's a brilliant way to end a day. Look, I'm even just pumping you up here, but I can't really argue with it at all. Um, oh, did I mention frozen yogurt from The Good Place? I don't think I did. That is also an offer. So, And that could be any flavor because they have every flavor in The Good Place. So that's an interesting one. I get the second pick here. Whew. You know what? I need to be a bit more courageous and a bit more brave and actually pick a sitcom-specific food that's like specifically mentioned, like Jono did with the um, 
with Troy's casserole. So I'm going to take Michael Scott's pretzel with every topping. Uh, it is one of the best scenes in the show. It's pretzel day and you hear Stanley be like, I work too hard for a job that doesn't pay me enough. And I never see my wife and kids, but on pretzel day, I like pretzel day. And you see him like yelling at people for cutting in line. And, and then Michael finally gets to the front and he hears all the toppings and he's like, can I have everything? And I, I relate to that a lot. So I'm taking that. That's my dessert. Andrew. This is a tough one. Um, look, there's there's two that are popping out to me, so I'm just going to work through it. One is the Nutri-Yum bar um, because I think from memory, isn't it made from like love, sunshine, and like a little bit of syrup or something like that? Um, so, I mean, why would you not want to eat love and sunshine for dessert? Um, but... It is also about like what's going to satisfy you at the end of the day. And I feel like you cannot go wrong with a double fudge brownie. I feel like that's like, that's, that's like the, the day wrapped up right there. Um, and it's, it's made by Angela. So, um, you know, she, she's good at something. So eat a brownie. That's what I say. Brilliant. Yeah, those brownies are really good. Kevin talks about them a lot in the office. So I'm sure they're really good. Okay. Who else have we got here? Jono. It looks like there are a few options have been taken off the table. Um, I was, my first pick was always going to be Angela's double fudge brownies. Um, probably her one one redeeming quality there. <laughs> uh um, I don't know if the other office dessert looks that appetizing because you can't eat probably most of it because it's a stapler. <laughs> um, I would eat, try and eat around the stapler, but I don't think that's going to satisfy me at the end of the day, to be honest. So I think the only sensible option left is uh, the, the frozen yogurt. Um, and I, I don't mind that. I, I love frozen yogurt. Um, I just remember after uni, you know, many years ago getting frozen yogurt and not really noticing how bad it was for me. Um, until the, the trend kind of died out a little bit a few years later. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to go for the, the frozen yogurt. I think that's a, a good dessert. You can, you can sort of do anything with that dessert. It's good. Very good. Um, spoilers for anybody listening who hasn't seen season one of The Good Place, but what are, you, what are your opinions on the show basically ripping on frozen yogurt as being like this middle of the road, not that satisfying thing uh, i it's funny i tend to agree because frozen yogurt is is very pedestrian as a dessert <laughs> it's not a it's not gourmet um but it's a bit better than just a you know a handful of lollies to be honest <laughs> kind of a, a half you know half-hearted uh take on a kind of a all-in dessert i guess so yeah, easy to make, but still tastes great. Are you gonna? Are you making the most of the? You can literally have any flavor you want. Aspect of that dessert. I'm happy to do that. Yeah. Um, honestly, I like. Um, there was one uh, flavor that I couldn't ever go past, and it was. I think once one of them did watermelon flavored, and I really loved that. It was mm. good. I always try and if they have that the gelato place, they always try and go for a watermelon flavor because that, that blew my mind. 
that was a good one. Nice, nice. Because yeah. I do believe that there was um, freshly, freshly folded laundry and fully charged phone were two of the flavors you could have in the good place. Definitely fully charged phone there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, okay, Corey, we haven't forgotten you. Bring us home. Oh, what a what a place to be stuck in. I, I definitely thought the uh, apple pie was a good choice. So kind of sad that's off the table. Um, frozen yogurt, again, is a good thing. Um, but as soon as you started talking about it, it reminded me of a quote from Ron Swanson, and it says this, Dear frozen yogurt, you are the celery of desserts. Eat ice cream or be nothing. Zero stars. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be <laughs> sad over that because Ron Swanson uh, agrees that it is not the best thing. Um, so as much as it's a stapler, it sounds like a very tasty thing to eat. I think I'll go with the kettle corn. In fact, I love popcorn. I actually had some popcorn this afternoon. I'm sure show the guys. I had uh, caramel popcorn this afternoon. That's a bit of a snack because I love caramel, but I also love popcorn. And I think popcorn is a bit of a light dessert at the end of the day after a very hearty bacon fields, tornado meat fields, pizza filled day. I feel like popcorn is something that you're not going to die over at the end of the day because you're dying over everything else anyway. So, yes. I feel like that is a surprisingly good choice, that low in the category for you, Corey. Like, that actually fits so well with what you have. You can put a lot of things on popcorn, too. Like, I used yeah. to work in a popcorn shop, actually, and we put a lot of different, like, nacho-flavoured, cheese-flavoured, chocolate-flavoured, rainbow-flavoured. You can put all these kinds of things on there, so. What is what does a rainbow taste like? Um, Sugar. Lots of sugar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, and you do get it cooked by Rich from Community, who is the guy that Jeff hates because he's, like, perfect in every single way. Yeah. And, yeah. But there's also Troy and Arved who are there helping and, and, and hanging out. So, you know, get it because some good banter there. Very good. All right. Well, we've drafted all of our food. We're going to move on to drafting the accompany, accompanying aspects of the day next. But I want to hear some debate why i want you to sell your meal to me a bit i want to sell want you to sell to me and to the people listening at home why your meal is the winning meal i want you to walk me through it i want you to sell it to me a little bit because this is the big part of the film and food draft we've got other parts coming but i want to hear why your meal is the best so murray i'm going to start with you i feel like uh it's, it's actually ended up in contention after after a bit of a what could have been seen as a rough start with the uh, breakfast burrito, it'll give you a fast burst of energy to get up in the morning, and you'll uh, you you'll quickly burn through it because it's a hundred percent sugar. But not to worry because for lunch we've got a paunch burger, which would probably keep you going for about a week. Um, so you're gonna have a nice little nap. Wake up around dinner time and have what usually would probably just be a starter and have some bacon wrapped shrimps, which is delicious. And, you know, just help even the stomach out a little bit after recovering from lunch. And by the time you've had this fairly tasty but light dinner, you're, you're ready for apple pie from Argos. I think it's almost a perfect day. Very good. Very, Very sugar-filled day. Very sugar-filled, but... You know, you've you've when you're uh, in a fantasy draft, you've got to live a little. 
Yeah, you've got to level level. Just a reminder to those participating that banter is encouraged and also in, in, in basically a part of the game. It's a bit boring if no one shreds on everyone. I don't know, Murray. I don't know if you would be ready to eat food after the paunch burger. Maybe you're doing it Spanish style and you're going to eat your bacon wrapped shrimp at like 9 p.m. and your pie at like 11 p.m. But Honestly, I feel like I've already won after lunch. Like just eating that burger is... Oh, it's true. I've always wanted to eat, oh. eat paunch burger when watching that show. It just looks so good. Okay. Um, Andrew. Mm. Yeah, well, look, I mean, started the day off with some uh, nice waffles, you know, had, had a bit of a lazy sleep in, more of a brunch style approach. Um, and then followed by my uh, judge's burrito. Um, so not, not only am I uh, eating good, but I'm, I'm feeling good at this point too. Just a light little, light little burrito lunch. And then uh, dinner, I've got my um, turf and turf, you know, my, my two big bits of meat, my uh, porterhouse steak and my T-bone with my whiskey and my cigar. Um, and at this point, look, I'm, I'm still alive um, by the time <laughs> dessert comes around. So that's always good. Um, carpe diem, as they say. Uh, and then what did I go for there? And then the fudge brownies, because look at this point, if I'm not dead, I may as well go out with the brownies. Um, that's, that's definitely going to put me in a food coma. And mm. look, sometimes you just need a good food coma. I don't think I'll yeah. wake up from that coma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm definitely living in ICU for the rest of my life after that day, but look, it was worth it. Feel like yeah, you you definitely pay for that much meat, you know, rather rather soon. Yeah, you might That's... be riding the um, porcelain <laughs> yeah. train. <there. laughs> Punish the old porcelain throne a little bit the next day. Driving the porcelain bus. <laughs> That's it. That's it. <laughs> Jono, sell me. Um, I just want to say first up that um, my. My, I've just realized now, having having been through all these, that my meal is carb heavy. So um, if you're not up for that, um, if you're not trying to bulk or whatever, or, or, you know, like I would steer clear of this, just my own suggestion, but I'm going to try and sell this anyway. Um, it's it's like a, it's like a Saturday or, or like a Boxing Day meal. It's like you start with French toast because you don't make French toast before work. No one does that. You know, like you don't have time. Mm. It's, you know, mm. it's, it's, a, it's a fantasy day. Um, so you got Unless the, you the French Scott. toast. Unless you're Michael Scott and you're starting a business, <laughs> um, then. But other than that, probably not a good occasion. Um, but uh, a suitably, um, I don't know, like small, but also not not too small, but uh, filling lunch with calzones. And you can have as many calzones as you, as you want. You know, if you want one, that's great. If you want five, go for it. You know, um, it's just like pizza. Pizza is good for lunch. Um, and then. Uh, You'll be, you'll be, you, you won't be too full for the main, the dinner course, um, because you've got a, a casserole there. Um, and it's a little bit, it's more fun, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's got a bit of everything, it's experimental. Um, uh, so it's not as serious as the previous meals. Um, and, it, and it's Troy serving you, so what's not to love? Um, and then something light for dessert, just, you know, your choice in frozen yogurt, the, the best frozen yogurt you can imagine, because it's from heaven. It's literally heaven sent. <laughs> so I can't really go wrong with that. <laughs> That's the heaven is a selling point that I feel 
even by my job description, I can't argue with. Gotcha. Yeah, you got. <laughs> um, that's that's really good. Okay, um, Corey, have we heard from you yet? No, you haven't. <clears throat> I think Andrew was talking about it really well. Like, you wouldn't be dying from the food, but I think I'd be dying from the flavorlessness of every contender so far. I think I've got a, a pretty good, pretty good uh, lineup. Um, you know, and as as the great Ron Swanson uh, says, never. Um, half-ass two things, whole-ass one thing. And so I'm going to be whole-assing this whole uh, competition. Wow, you've um, done, you've got quotes prepped. I'm bro, so impressed. You know me well. The back-to-back, the, back the champions wanting to go back-to-back. Back. Oh, yeah, no, He's this, is, this is a back-to-back back win, hands down, hands down, back-to-back <laughs> back win. You know, starting off the day with, with all the bacon and eggs you have. And, 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 you know, you have to clarify it's all, all the bacon and eggs that you have. Not just some. Like when Ron Swanson asked that question, he had to clarify. He turned that wait waitress around and said, "All." So, you know, if if you are uh, uh, you know looking forward to all the bacon and eggs you have, have as much as you want. There's there's no limit to how how much bacon and eggs you have. If it's all of it, it's in front of you. You just eat as much as you want. You can't and, leave yeah. any. You can't leave any sitting there because if you do, then you're weak. Well, that's exactly right. Got a whole ass. One thing, and I'm whole assing all the bacon and eggs. So that's that's definitely going to happen. And and you know, a great thing to wake up up to is some, uh, the smell of fresh bacon cooking over over the stove. You know, so I love I love me a bit of bacon and eggs. And there's something mysterious about a tornado of meat. I don't know about you. They you know to tornadoes are powerful. Tornadoes have names. They're given names. You know, so it's. If if you can't if you can't handle the tornado of meat, then you, I don't know if you can handle anything on this list. Um, and you know, it, as I said before, you, this this has killed someone before. Ron Swanson said it's <laughs> killed a man before. So if, if you eat this and you survive, then it's only making you stronger. This meal um, is like Survivor, except except it's not because you will survive on this. This will this will get you through the day quite easily, I think. Um, but so, yeah, the tornado of meat, I don't think there's any selling points there. It's mysterious. It's meat. It's cooked by a man who loves meat and cooks it well. You know, I imagine there's going to be some, you know, hickory ribs on that. Um, so just some really well-cooked pork. You know, who doesn't like a bit of pork crackling? You know, that's that's a that's a good Boxing Day meal. Nah, it's pretty overrated, yeah. to be honest. Uh, oh. I might just leave because of that. Right there. That <laughs> uh, and you lose, so then there you go. Well, actually, actually, I won't. We already discussed this earlier. Um, <laughs> the the final thing on the list, right? Pizza. How good is pizza? You know, pizza is just great. And the thing is, right? You've had a really big breakfast and a really big lunch. What's better than pizza? leftover pizza in the morning when you wake up the next day and you could not be bothered to make any food you know put it in the microwave have it cold even if you'd like i, I don't mind it cold in the morning it's really tasty still pizza is a good leftover meal so if you can't finish that pizza for dinner for whatever reason i as i said I, i'd be whole-assing this meal and i'd be finishing it um you can have it in the morning for breakfast if you like a little bit of pizza or even lunch if you if you're Bold enough to leave it that long in the Going fridge. Going to disqualify you there. This is only one day. Please keep your comments to one day only. Fair enough. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> how, 
Andrew just sent me a text message about whole lasting things. Um, yeah, I mean, as I said, I would I, the preference would be to whole last the, the pizza, as I said before. You got to eat the whole thing. So, and you know, there's pizza comes in many toppings. Whatever your favorite is, go for it. And it's from Alfredo. It's the best pizza. So, I feel like you're trying to cop out of your your own menu there, trying to trying to make excuses. <laughs> Look. Corey, what we learnt last time is Corey has his phrases. Last time it was top tier. This time shelf, it's top whole shelf, ass. Top shelf, top shelf. And the, this time it's whole ass. Yeah. And Ron Swanson. Is he, once he sticks to a bit, he commits. Mate, All right, Ron I'm Swanson's gonna, a guy. I'm going to go quick because we want to move on. So you wake up in the morning at a hotel or wherever you want. You don't feel like cooking or doing anything. You just want to rock up and sit in a buffet and you just gaze at the bountiful plates of anything you could possibly desire. Do you want to go continental? Do you want some fruit to start? What about a juice? What about a coffee? What about a chef-made omelette? What about pancakes, bacon, sausages, eggs, tomatoes, mushrooms? That is the beauty. Waffles, pancakes, that is the beauty of a breakfast buffet. You will experience as much joy as Ron does when he eats on this day. Next thing. Right, can I just Charles... stop you there, Chris? Um, oh, yes. You just have to remember that uh, Ron Swanson was at a like a naughty club at nighttime when he was eating breakfast. Is this? Did you factor this into your choice? Um, I we get to pick location later, so I will be able to set this in a location that's not that place um, because I want to be honouring of all of the women in my life and make that not a place. We but the meal was cooked there. It doesn't mean you have to eat it there. Ah, no. No. <laughs> I'm a buffet there. But it's... <laughs> it's, it's All right. It's on now. It's really on. <laughs> Let me move on. Okay. Um, so then, Charles Boyle, we all know he's the food connoisseur. And he. we're going to have a beautiful croque monsieur. And it's just a perfect light lunch with a little bit of sophistication, which is going to continue over to dinner. We're going to sit down at a really fancy table. It's going to be nice cutlery and plates. Maybe you have a bit of wine. Maybe you're going to dip your meat in the wine like Michael because he has soft teeth. And Jen's going to say, that's disgusting. And he's going to be like, how dare you say that? You know, I have soft teeth. And she's going to go, oops. And there you go. I just quoted another thing. So you're going to enjoy a sophisticated meal that's been lovingly prepped for hours. And it's going to awaken all the senses and all the tastes, all five of them. And you're going to have a beautiful, classy experience and have really good, distinguished conversation with the people around your table that we're about to pick. And finally, we're doing something a bit fun. We're going to have a flavor experiment and see what all of the things you could have on a pretzel would taste like on a pretzel. And I don't know about you, but that excites me and is a really great way to end the day. There you go. We've all given our sales pitch for food. Now we're going to move into what I think will be a really fun category. This is the guest category. Now this is a bit different than last time we did it. We actually are going to let you pick two guests. It could be literally any single guest. I don't care how many times they've been appeared on the show. If you can name them, you can have them. But it's going to be a snake order. So what we're going to do is we're going to pick the order of who goes first. And then for round two, when we pick our second guest, we're going to go back. So whoever was last will go first and then we'll go back the same way. Does that make sense? Yeah. So this is 
Really tricky. Who is going to go first? And it could be from any TV show. You don't have to pick two from the same TV show. You could literally just pick any two characters that you want to have with you spending the day. Wow, Murray, you've been killing it on the random drafts. You get to pick the first character. Well, that's, that is a tough decision. I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to have to be Tom, Tom Haverford. I just think... Wow. Great choice. Yeah, it's going to bring good times, entertainment. It's, you know, he's a bit of a hype man. I just... You might want to start a business with you too. You know, get some profit out of it. End up fabulously rich. Yeah, all round, all round strong, I reckon. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. Yeah, that would... Yeah, it's a good choice. It's a good choice. It is not really about, like, organizing things or being responsible. It is about partying. And treating yourself at a party, so. And my nice. menu, you you are definitely treating yourself. <laughs> very very good. Okay, no one else can pick Tom Haverford. He's off the board. Jono, you get the second pick. Oh, I'm very happy about this. Um, so, I think it's it could be pretty obvious to go for a um, the main character. Um, I've got two, and I don't think one of them is going to get picked soon. So I'm going to go for someone very obvious because I think this person would be a delight to have over for dinner um, or to to enjoy a meal with, Um, mainly so I can uh, pick this person's brain and ask for this person's opinions about things because I think this person is very opinionated and uh, is very, uh, well, it's it's Ron Swanson. Um, I think I'm very upset. Yes, Corey's I losing am, now. He I'm can't reg- win. I'm regretful that I didn't choose a an artery stopper, you know, food thing now because I d- didn't quite realize how important this choice would be. Um, he's probably not going to go for the French toast. I'll, I'll give you that. Um, might, he might go for a casserole if there was nothing else. So hopefully he's around for that meal. <laughs> A truly excellent choice. Surprising. He, I was thinking he was going to go number one. So very, very good choice. I'm a bit sad he's gone. And I'm picking third. There you go. Oh, my goodness. This is the most impossible choice. Okay. So let's just think out loud. The Office has some amazing characters. We already know that Dwight sucks at a dinner party. Um, he does know how to bring, you know, he does bring wine, he does bring a guest, so he does know who to bring, but even though he's such an amazing character, I don't know whether he's worth bringing along. He'll have some amazing anecdotes and stories and he'd maybe do something crazy. So I'm talking myself into him. I am, I do love the good place characters a lot and I'm thinking about drafting Janet. Because Janet is like the encyclopedia that knows everything. She's got amazing personality. Like, she's honestly makes that show so funny. Like, amazing character. I, yeah, community is great. Like, do you, I, okay. I think I'm tossing up between Janet and Troy Barnes. Now, I don't know how much people love the good place here. I might be the highest on the good place here in the room. So it, she may get through to the second round by the time I come back, but she may not. But Troy, I have a feeling like Troy's going to get taken. But I'm going to stick with my guns. I'm picking Janet. 
from the good place. I think she is so kind. She's very clever. She helps Michael create uh, all of the universes they create together. She knows a lot. She's very fun. And she grows a, a big emotional arc throughout the show. So I think she'd be a delightful guest to have with me. So that's who I'm picking. Next is Andrew. Well, um, my my first choice is going to be the greatest choice, in my opinion, but I am going to go for Jacob Sherlock uh, Peralta <laughs> as, as, my, um, as my first pick. Uh, why? Well, Very firstly, nice. you get to ride around in a squad car. Um, the undeniable champion of all holiday heists, uh, and also, you you get to crack title of your sex tape jokes all day. So it's the entertainment, you know. Really a full package, I would say. And uh, not, not bad looking either. That's a really good choice. I'm surprised he fell to four. I didn't, I didn't really consider him, but he would be so fun to have. Mm. He would make it a really fun day. So that is... You've... You've done well there, Andrew. Corey, you're next. You get to do two picks in a row. Well, because you are last and then first in our happy round. happy days for me. I'm very upset. My first pick is gone. Um, I do well, love who, Ron. Ron's gone. He's just That's he's just good. very. We quotable. all have hope. We can win. We, What's we, the, I, it's the very Ron quotable. Swanson themed day without Ron? It's gonna but suck. I, <sighs> Oh, yeah. Sorry, yeah, I bagged him. <laughs> maybe. I, I, I'm a big fan of games. I'm also a, a very big nerd. Um, and I think someone that would fit specifically my, uh, I guess, someone to, to have lunch, lunch, breakfast, lunch, or dinner with, I'll just hang out with in general, um, would be Ben White. Uh, he's, he's just a, I don't know, he's very down to earth. He's very That's nerdy. Cool. I'd have some pretty good conversations with him personally myself. I don't know about the audience. Um, but, you know, he's just very knowledgeable. Uh, his game, Cones of Dunshire, seemed like a fun thing to play, so maybe he could teach me a few few of the rules. It's or about play the game. cones. It's about the cones. Uh, but, you know, yeah, there's something about playing a board game, you know, after dinner. You know, something like that is good. So I feel like he'd be someone who is very, very, very good um, to play board games with, have a good, fun conversation with, nerdy conversation with, if you will. Um, but, yeah, I feel like he's a good pick from my book. And I get to go again, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Well, Chris, unfortunately, I, I did want to pick Troy. So, I don't know. The banter. This is part of the game. I, gave, I revealed too much, so you, you got to take advantage. I, I was hoping that I'd get an earlier pick because I was like, mm, i got to get Troy before someone else does. But as soon as you said, oh, you get both the next ones, I was like, oh, well, then it's easy, easy pick for me. Troy definitely is the, the next pick. He's creative. He's he create he creates fun. He emulates fun. You know, I love Troy and Arbed's like uh, morning show. Uh, what is it called? Troy and Arbed in the morning. It's just they're just he's funny. I feel like he'd be a laugh. Um, but some of my best memories are having a laugh at dinner time. So, you know, just a, a good person to be around. I guess. Yeah. Very good choices. Ben White was underrated, and I think. Is a really good choice. hundred percent. And and like uh, and like you know, Jono said, 
you know, he's very famous for his calzones and things. I feel like he'd have a good few tips on how to eat a pizza at dinner time. So, you know. Yeah, very, very true. Andrew, we're back to you. All right. Oh, now this second one's a bit tougher, I think. The first one was more clearer. Um, I, I have, I have two that I'm wrestling between. All right. The first is Michael Scott. Cause I feel like him and Peralta could really have almost like an idiot off. That would probably be the <laughs> cringiest, cringiest meal that you'd ever have. Though. <laughs> I'm sorry. It, that would be amazing. I'm voting for um, you if you do that. Um, but the other option I have is uh, Gina because Gina proves time and time again throughout Brooklyn that she's got connections, she's got hookups. And that comes in handy, especially when you're having a turf and turf because I can't imagine that whiskey and a cigar is going to be all too cheap on the old bill. Whereas uh, I feel like if you invite Gina, she she probably knows the guy, probably has some connections, gets the hookup for free. Um, so I guess it really comes down to whether I want quality entertainment um, or, you know, a, a free meal at the end of the day. Um, which, look, for the sake of it, I mean... Uh, as we've already established, I'm, I'm not making it past tonight after this meal. So I'm probably less concerned with my bank account at this point. Uh, and I think I'm going to go the entertainment route. Um, yeah, because, I mean, what, what, is, what is life for if not the people you're with? So, so for clarification, are you, who are you choosing? Um, I'm going for Michael Scott and Jake Peralta. Very nice. It's surprising he fell so low to second round, but great choice. That's the sparks are going to be there in that combo, I think. Okay, um, so back to me. Oh, okay, so I have Janet. I feel like Janet, by nature of being an AI, can be pretty compatible with anybody. And I do feel like she's a little straighty 180, like... I, I mean, can I bring bad Janet along as well? Because that would be amazing. I don't think that's fair, though. I can't. don't know if I can bring bad Janet. Um, but I'm thinking I need a little bit of a wild side to bring something wild to this party. And I, I mentioned him briefly before, but I didn't pick him. I think I'm going to pick Dwight Schrute because he is... He's arguably, he is the office. Like, Michael Scott leaves in season seven. The arc of Dwight is incredible by the end. You're forgetting Jim. Where's Jim and all this, man? I know, I know. But Jim, let's be real, he's a little straighty 180. I would have picked him if I had picked Troy. But because I picked Janet, I think I have to pick Dwight. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I think I'm picking Dwight. He's going to do something crazy. He is going to say some random things. He's got amazing opinions. I just want to learn more about this man. He, yeah, I want to hear about his beet farm. I want to hear, I want Cousin Moe's to randomly show up. I want there to be... Whoa, 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 whoa. You can only have two guests. Hey, I'm just saying, I can't control Moe's, but Moe's always seems to be lurking around. So I didn't pick him, but he might have picked the party. That's not my fault. So... I'm picking Dwight. There you go. I'm done. 
so back to Jono. Oh, this is tough. Because I've got a... The, the problem with having Ron Swanson for dinner is that the choice and the other guests is going to be extremely difficult. <laughs> because if you don't have compatible guests, what kind of dinner party is it? You know, you can't, you can't force people... You definitely to don't want to bring the other one with you to no, no. be a bad option no and uh no one named tammy either that would be a disaster 100 percent, do not bring a tammy <laughs> oh do it please please bring tammy please. i don't think i'm allowed to she's on the choose, photo there <laughs> choose, i told you you could pick any character you can legitimately I, choose look, tammy one or tammy two i that just why it's amazing not choice that's true. Uh, he looks like he's either hidden or, yeah. Um, I don't know about, I think Tammy would be a disaster. Any of the Tammies. I, I don't really like Tammy, to be, to be honest. I get, I get Ron in that. I think Tammy's a little bit, you know, I don't know. There's something about her. Psychotic. Just, just a bit psychotic, yeah. Um, look, it kind of leaves me with very few options. So I, I'm, I'm sort of thinking I had two options in mind. One of them was uh, Captain Holt. Um, I think that would be an interesting option because mm. he is very classy gentleman uh he he's he's interesting you know and and unexpected and i think his antics uh what drive a lot of the humor in uh his tv show and i think that would be quite an interesting addition to the party because he and ron are so different i think that would actually work pretty well um, i feel like they'd get along i think I they would like they they're would both, yeah they're very straight like sort of you know down one's the, not down very the straight, one's not yeah. very straight. I, I realized that it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would say they're very like middle of the road. You know, the the they say they say it as it is. They say it as it is. They're both they're both you know opinionated. Um, they're also so, both the boss, so they probably have a lot of you know stuff in common there, though. Too exactly, exactly. Um, so I think I think Captain Hall would be a great a great option for that dinner party. Um, uh yeah uh so look I, my other option was going to be um look i was going to say michael scott but he's gone now so that's, that's really sad and i was also in the back of my mind i was also like maybe like i could invite creed bratton because he'd be a wild oh. imagine that he'd probably like oh. he'd just probably... ask him about his uh, oh you gotta bring page. creed yeah, creed and, you know, creed and ron people. together would be insane well, see that that would be interesting. Um, I think they're probably too a, a bit too alike, to be honest. Um, and also, I'm worried that Creed will come to dinner in like a bloody outfit or something, <laughs> or with a, with a knife or a, a bunch of cop cars following. I him, did so. know it was Halloween. That's really good. <laughs> that's <timing>. that's <laughs> definitely my fun. favorite favorite episode by far. So funny. So look, Creed narrowly misses this one. I'm sorry, Creed. You're, you're too you're too way out there for me. I can't have you in my house. <laughs> so I think it's going to be have, have to be Captain Raymond Holt. Great choice, great choice. All right, Murray, we're all the way back to you. Is there someone on the board you still want to pick? Yeah, I've. Uh, I feel like Jono's. That's a real strong combo for a fairly serious, uh, distinguished dinner party. But um, with Tom, I'm looking to have a bit more fun. And uh, there's still a few candidates left on the board. I think uh, Jason from The Good Place would, would, would have oh. a great night. Um, senior Ben Chang, he's hard to go past. Oh, I yes. feel like he'd get on quite well with Tom. I feel like they could um, gel well, but he does concern me because he could go either way. You know, he's a bit too I much. I am a Spanish guy. genius. 
So I think he'd disappear halfway through dinner. Yeah, I think it's a bit too <laughs> risky. So I feel like find him in the vent somewhere. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> For the ultimate sort of fun night, I'm gonna I think I'm gonna have to go with Gina. I feel like she's entrepreneurial. Uh, she's got similar interests to Tom. I feel like yeah, we could probably solve a lot of the world's problems and uh, have a good time while doing it. I reckon you could probably set them up, to be honest. Yeah, true. Like, I could play matchmaker. I just, yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a good dynamic there. Wow. Odds are that Tom's going to hit on Gina and, like, in the course of the evening. Just yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a risk, but I think they might, they might work together. Mm. Yeah, they both I both have connections, it. right? Both have like an entrepreneurial spirit. Mm. I feel Although like. I feel like Gina would probably suck a punch Tom at some point in the night. It might, it might just end up being a very, uh, you know, Lincoln build sort of social <laughs> influencer <laughs> event. But, you know. It'd be a great dance party though. Yeah. yeah. You know, Tom, Tom's in, in charge of the tunes, of course. <laughs> He's made, made sure the drops are all dope. True. DJ Roomba. <laughs> All right, let's move on to what I think is actually my favorite category of the night. Uh, it is where you get to bring entertainment. And three, two, one. Troy and Abbott in the morning, and we're back. Ladies and gentlemen, the world famous Lil Sebastian. What? Yes! No way! Oh my god! I never thought I'd get to meet him! Well done, Leslie! Well done! It was inspired by the city of New York in that I stole it from some kids I saw dancing on the subway station. I came, I saw, I conquered the idea of a free Caesar salad bar in the cafeteria. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a dean. <laughs> That's right. Greendale presents Gone with the Windows. Boom. Roasted. Dwight, you're a kiss-ass. Boom, roasted. Pam, you failed art school. Boom, roasted. It's inscribed with the words amazing human slash genius. The objective is to have it in your possession at midnight. I'm Johnny Karate. Imaginary friends are cool. Imaginary friends take the fall for you. Uh, someone is on fire in Ramsett Park. They need you to get down there right away. Oh, my God. So this is an absolutely stacked lineup that you can choose from. So you, this is basically an act or a person that is going to entertain you and your guests throughout the course of the day. So listen, to, hear me out. We have Mouse Rat, which is Andy Dwyer's original band from Parks and Recreation. We have Kevin's band from The Office. We have the incomparable Duke Silver from Parks and Rec. We also have Johnny Karate, another Andy Dwyer character from Parks and Rec. You can pick to have a, Hall a Halloween heist episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine performed in front of you like live theatre. That is an option. You can also have a Michael Scott stand-up comedy show, which is a combination of his famous characters and jokes. You could also have Troy and Abbott in the morning. You can also have Dean Pelton doing a fashion show in all of his best costumes and wigs. Or you can have any of Gina's dance 
troops from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. So in my opinion, an absolute banger of a category. I don't know if you can go wrong. And Andrew, this is your first pick. Just quickly, just a quick note. Gina's dance troupe will be without Gina, seeing as she's at my dinner party. So yeah, it's a we, bit, bit um, of a lot we, for you guys. She'll have to, have to be a pre-recorded tape. Yeah. No, so. no. No, I feel like this is fantasy. You can break the rules. You get Gina in like is, a uh, you, Duke cloned or something. I, I don't know. I feel like you, like if I get the dance troupe, I'll have Gina leading them, but everyone else, I'll just get sort of the B team. Yeah, it's true. Possible. Um, Possible. All right, Andrew, make a choice and then we can mm. talk about this later. Is, um, with, I, I think I'm, I'm going to go the Halloween heist because that's, that's yeah. Th- that's the best option. I you would. Just being real, and um, and also I've got uh Jake Peralta. So, got a you know he he's the original winner of the heist. I'm I'm gonna clarify. Can we only watch it, or can it be like a you know method acting live experience that yes we're a part of? Yes, definitely. All right. Well, then there's. Not, not even a second choice because you get to experience it and the, the winner of the heist is the ultimate uh, detective slash genius. So I that's think that's... a big title. I think that's me winning the draft right there. So I'm, I'm happy to take our resignations. Yeesh. Yeah, that's, a, that's an amazing pick. You've picked uh, a good Brooklyn Nine-Nine sort of lineup there. Okay, Corey, you're next. I think you're right, Chris. There's a lot of great options here. There's a few duds. There's a few duds. Oh, and Little Sebastian. You can pick Little Sebastian. I was going to say something. You put put Little Sebastian up there, but I didn't hear anything about him. I don't know why it's not on my list, but yes, obviously pick Little Sebastian. Question. Question, though. Little Sebastian. What is involved with Little Sebastian if that was an option? Wow, you sound like Ben Wyatt right now. It's it's little Sebastian. It's little Sebastian. I'm having I'm having dinner with Ben Wyatt. That's why I'm asking on his behalf. Well, yeah, maybe he maybe that's not the best choice for you then. That's <laughs> probably not. <laughs> oh man. I mean, for uh, whoever had Tom Haverford, I feel like little Sebastian's probably their option because Tom Haverford just loves little Sebastian. Um, as you can see in the picture in front of us right now. Uh, look. I, I'm kind of stuck between a, a few, I think. I feel like as much as I love Andy Dwyer, like Mouse Rat is not known to be a good band to listen to uh, because most of their songs are gibberish, don't make any sense. Um, so, and Troy and Arbit in the Morning is just, it's good. It's a good laugh to listen to, I feel like. It's something, it's, it's informative, it's funny, um, and both Troy and Arbit are both, you know, very uh, lovely people. Um, but I don't know, Duke Silver, Duke Silver, what a what a class act! You know, there's 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 just nothing that quite reaches the the bravado of Duke Silver, and so I think I'm gonna have to stick to what I know best, and that is uh, the secret identity not not going out there for the public. But Duke Silver, I feel like I have to um, stick to on this front. Who doesn't like a bit of jazz, a bit of blues, even? Yeah, yeah. It's 
it, you had to because you missed out on Ron, so you had to get. Whoa, him in whoa, there whoa, whoa, whoa! Don't you, no, there's no Ron in this. It's just Duke Silver. What are you oh, talking? Right, 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 right. Sorry, sorry. Um, Murray, you're next. What are you gonna do? I'm, uh, I'm picking Little Sebastian for obvious oh, reasons. To all who knows. Dang it! I'm so mad. <laughs> it's just a little pony, guys. What, what's the big deal? Boo. Boo. Boo's on the chat for Corey. Boo. I'm sorry. I did not hear enough boos right there. Why, like, why would, you wanna, why would you want to look at a dead horse? Like, come on. It's oh. little Sebastian. It's a, it's a dead horse. <laughs> not a horse. You're beating a, a dead horse by bringing this up. So exactly. Pride of Pawnee. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Murray, can, you can yeah. continue. Beautiful. Do you yeah. have anything else to add? No, I think it's uh, I think it's probably an obvious choice to most. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Can't say much debate around this. I one. Can't really argue with you, to be honest. Yeah, I think other than haters. <laughs> yeah, true, true, true. Okay, um, I'm next, and some great ones have been taken off the board. Now, I'm thinking I might stick with uh, <sighs> Dean Pelton's wigs. Never fail to make me, like, cackle myself to death. Um, the one where he comes in, which is the one we're seeing on screen, I'm pretty sure he's got, like, good news on one side and bad news on the other. Yeah. I can't remember if that no, was I'm pretty character. sure that's what it was. And then he's like, I've got to go to the bank today. Like, what is wrong with me? Um, and, like, uh, he dresses up from It's a Wonderful Life or something, and it's like, frankly, my dear, I don't give a dean. Um <laughs> And anyway, it, it's pretty incredible. And I think I would be very entertained by him. And maybe I would get Dean Pelton's rap. If you've listened to Dean Pelton's rap, yeah. you need to Google it on YouTube right now. It's one of the best intros to a show ever. So I'm going to be really- honest with you, Chris. Like, the only person that makes me cringe more is Michael Scott. This per- and, like, Dean Pelton makes me cringe a lot. Like, hey, ugh, but- I don't know. Yeah, okay. Well, I don't know. I'm thinking, it's controversial, I'm thinking, maybe. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm tossing up between Troy and Arbed in the morning, Michael Scott or Dean Pelton, um, I think. I don't know if I... I do love Mouse Rat uh, a lot. I just think it has really cool vibes and they're actually decent. But I think Michael Scott, if you got an impre- a full-on impression of all of his characters and jokes... Like, you might feel a little bit cringeworthy because in 2021, some of those have not aged well. No, um, not at all. And, and so, I'm, as much as I hate to say it, I think I kind of want him there to actually roast everyone. But, yeah, I, I think I have to leave Michael off, which is kind of crazy. So, Troy and Abed obviously have amazing chemistry and amazing guests, and it's fictional, and I didn't get to pick them. Would you, would you be able to go, like, on an adventure with them? As a part of the entertainment, though. Yeah, or is it just like a they show? do come up? Do they come up with? They come up with some crazy. Do fun I get things. to go in the dreamatorium? Do they bring their dreamatorium? Do you get along? to build a pillow fort with them? Like, and t- yeah. You know what? I'm sticking with my guns. I'm going with Dean Pelton. I'm picking Dean, the Dean, the Dean, 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 and that's my entertainment. And Jono, take us home. Um, yeah, so this is going to be difficult. Um, so I'm I'm assuming so we've got we've got little Sebastian going on Dean um, the Halloween um, 
challenge. And who what was the other one? Was it Duke, Duke Silver? Silver. Yeah. I couldn't have Duke Silver because I just couldn't. You know, uh, this wouldn't work. Um, he wouldn't be able to show up. I mean, he wouldn't show up. He'd be booked. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah. Uh, so I'm just trying to. I look. I'm thinking a lot about my guests. I'm trying to cater to them and. I just think maybe the dance would be a bit ridiculous. Um, uh, Gina's dance troupe. Um, but I'm going to keep that one just in the back there just in case because some of these other ones are just as ridiculous and probably wouldn't work. Um, the other one that's on the list there is Kevin's band, uh, the Scrantones, but there's no, I can't see a photo of it. Or is that the, is that the one in the middle there? That's, um, yeah, I think that's, the one the they're playing at, I feel like they Phyllis's might be wedding. playing at, yeah, Phyllis's wedding. Yeah. Well, see, they do requests, so I'm I'm happy about that. They've got like, a nice grungy rock vibe. Um, mm. You know, Kevin's voice. Um, I, I know that's right. They do um, sting in the police, so there's we may be a bit um, stuck for variety there. But you know, at least it's some classics. Um, but I don't know. I, I I'm I'm just trying to figure out whether the dance troupe or the band would be best because I I don't have a lot of options here. Um, but look. I think a curveball here would be to go with Gina, um, mainly because it's. I, I think I think uh, Ron Swanson would appreciate it. I don't think he would be all over it, but I think he could find it in his heart to appreciate it. And I know that Captain Holt, although Gina is um, kind of uh, his assistant, I reckon he would be okay with it. I think it would go down okay. It's different, you know. I could just play music in the background if I wanted music, but I don't have dancers. So Gina's going to come along. Beautiful. Yeah, good choice. Slightly surprising because I feel like Kevin's band would have suited you well, but he's a bit limited with what he plays. So very good. All right, we've got to keep moving and so we don't keep this episode like super long. Um, let's pick our location. This should be a fairly quick one. So I guess that's why my house, for example, is this adorable little cottage, whereas other people might have homes that are bigger. Like that one. Lot 48. Thoughts? Yes? No? Me? Park? Giving the park to me? Uh, good morning. Uh, many of you are halfway through your first week here at Greendale, and uh, as your dean, <laughs> I thought I would share a few thoughts of wisdom and inspiration. That's how we do it in the 99. Catch bad guys and look good doing it. This particular time, I was reaching for a supply box on the top shelf when one office worker, who shall remain nameless, kicked the ladder out from under me and yelled, Hey, Daryl, how's it hanging? So what's up? Uh, someone is on fire in Ramsett Park. They need you to get down there right away. Oh, my God. Now, I've given a bunch... I've given six cat- six ones here. So you've got Tahani's Mansion from The Good Place. You've got The Office and The Warehouse from The Office. You've got uh, Lot 48, The Abandoned Lot, which... You can have when it's all filled up and is a nice park from Parks and Recreation. You have Greendale Community College from Brook- from Community. You have the 99 Precinct from Brooklyn 99. And you have Ramsett Park, which is the main park in the show Parks and Recreation. It's where they throw um, Kevin. They throw, I think they throw Kevin into the water every year every, or so. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, they, um, Tradition. I think it's... I think that's where all the raccoons hide and it's like the number one park feature in the show. It's a pretty good looking park. So this was a hard category. There's a few indoor, there's a few outdoor. And um, Jono, you get the first pick here. I would have to say 
look, I might have to have to go with the easy one. Um, I don't think there's anywhere more classy than a mansion to have dinner and, and lunch and also breakfast. Um, uh, and I think I don't think anyone would be unimpressed about uh, Tahani's uh, place there because it is literally the coolest place you could ever think of um, if you like that style of architecture. So I think I'm just going to nail that one down seeing as I've got the advantage of going first. Um, I did consider the other options, though. I thought we could do it in a police office. Um, I don't think Captain Holt would appreciate eating at work. Um, he does that every day. Uh, and I don't think uh, Ron Swanson would enjoy going to a community college for, for dinner. Um, <laughs> or he might enjoy the warehouse. I think that's got a gritty vibe. But I was going to play it safe and just go for the, the mansion there, I think. Yeah. Very good. <clears throat> Murray, second pick. Yeah, I think we're gonna um, we're gonna try and keep it nice and edgy. Have have a bit of a bit of an edge, and we're we're going in the warehouse for sure. I think Gina and Tom would appreciate that, and I think um, mm. it sort of suits little Sebastian as well in a sort of strange way. I think that he fits in. I, I I see you. They host a lot of good parties in the warehouse over the show. Yeah, I think it. Yeah, I think it fits well. Nice, Andrew. Um, good question. Good question. Um, just trying to think, right? This this is almost like my last supper, as we've established <laughs> with my gut at this point. <laughs> so the first thing popping into my mind is going, which one would have the best toilet? <laughs> um, or the best bathroom? Because I'm going to be spending a lot of time there. Uh, Community College has probably got a lot of bathrooms in it. Yeah, that's true. And not, the entire building is really just one big toilet, isn't it? Yeah, well, it doesn't matter also, where you go. And you could host a great heist there, to be honest. If you could, yeah. That's true. That is true. Raleigh's toilet. And, and also a pillow fort thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I might go with the community college. And whilst I'm there, maybe I'll pick up my GED or something like that, you know? Nice. Get your course in ladders. That's you can definitely do that in one fantasy day. And and Senor um Senor Chang will be there, right? So it, it's all he'll good. just come out of the um air ducts. Yeah, the air ducts, yeah. <laughs> he lives in the air ducts. Nice. Okay, Corey, you are next. I look I look I looked at these options and was like, a mansion is too obvious a choice to go for. And so being second last, I uh, was like, there's no chance I'll get that. So there's no point of thinking of it. But I feel like the underdog in this uh, selection is, uh, is Ramsett Park. Um, now, there's a few reasons for this. Um, and I think something, especially we're in the middle of lockdown right now while we're recording this. And I think that a lot of people are wanting to go to parks at the moment because that's really the only place that you can go to do anything right now is go to a park and go for a nice walk. Now, you know, I, I was also thinking, you know, the foods that I'm having, I've, they're easy to barbecue. I feel like a park's a good place to have a barbecue, so that, that kind of fits in well as well. Um, I don't know about ordering pizza to a park, but I'm sure that's possible in a fantasy day. Um, and then, yeah, just, I don't know, have jazz in the park? I don't know. That's, it just kind of has a nice ring to it, you know? Um, yeah, a lot of good things happen in parks, walks, outdoors, sun rays, you know, get a bit of vitamin D. What um, about your sound quality, though, bro? You got Duke Silver. 
How yeah, but Duke, Sil- Duke, Duke Silva is the man. He's yeah, the still, man. He he, being the man doesn't change the natural tendency for sound to be drowned out in the middle of a park. That's fine. Him. It's 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 Duke Silva. It's going to be. It's have you have one of the, the most romantic scenes uh, in a, in the in a park picnic where someone comes up with with you know some sort of music um, and and plays it for you personally. You know, so there's no crowds around. You know, you've got Duke Silva all to yourself. You could be at a park bench off off to the side somewhere. Um, or even just by the by the lake, by the river, whatever whatever's in that park. I can't remember what body of water there is, but you know, by the by the water, you've just got Duke Silver playing some music for you. So I feel like that's a good option. It is a very good option. Okay, I'll make this quick. I've got um, the abandoned lot, which is a really great place that you can host a party. But I'm thinking more about my food and my guests. I want my guests to be comfortable. I want my food to be served warm, and I think. I am going to pick the 9-9 precinct because I think Dean Pelton would have a field day. He would get, he would have like a, a like a, almost like a summer collection of prison related costumes, which would be excellent as long as he's along with his favorites. Like he would, you'd get right into it. Um, I think Dwight would love it. Um, I think Janet would love it. I think you'd be able to go into all the offices. You'd be able to look at all the sales. You'd be able to go, all around, I think it would just be a really versatile space that, if it was done well, would make a really cool setting for my meal. All right. Are we ready for our very final category, which is who's going to plan this party? Look at us. A couple old pals trying to make our way in this crazy world that I built. Two peas in a pod. One of whom needs to kill the other one immediately. So I was thinking, if you haven't already gotten a cake, um, maybe going for one of those ice cream cakes from Baskin Robbins. They're very good, very delicious. Meredith's allergic to dairy, so... She's not the only one that's going to be eating it, right? And I think everybody likes ice cream cake. It's not, uh, not just about her, so... It is her Mint chocolate chip. That'd be good. How about some uh, chocolate chip? Well, now, Annie has made it clear that this is an issue, so from now on, we need to be more respectful of her things. Okay? Okay. Cool. Uh, that's where you're wrong, baby girl. I run this precinct. Watch this. Scully! Go to sleep. Okay. We are representatives from your local government. May we speak with you for a moment about the Sullivan Street pit? Tommy T, you just missed the craziest of crazies. Clubs, girls, dancing, naked, mom, argument, police, fleeing the seat, hiding in a dumpster, coming here, crashing on your couch for a week because technically I'm homeless. Hey, mustache, I'm going to hit the couch. You know where I be. Bit of an interesting category, but we've got six different planners here. You can choose the party planning committee, the original dream team from the office. You can pick Leslie Nope. You can pick Michael and Janet. You can pick Gina Linetti. You can pick Tom Haverford and John Raffio. Or you can pick Annie Edison. Now, all of these guys have their flaws and their strengths. And the person with the first pick is Andrew. All right. Um, Well, I think I'm going to go back to my earlier answer. I'm going to go for Gina Linetti because she's got the connection. She's got the hookups. So... Enough said, really. Very nice. Corey, 
second choice. Wonderful. There's a lot of good options here. The Dream Team, as much as they do organize parties, I feel like none of those parties ever went off really well. <laughs> so I think I'm going to steer away from that. Um, Tom Haverford and um, what's his friend's name again? Oh, man, I'm bad with names. John Ralphio. John Ralphio, that's it. Um, look, I feel like they're not like, like they, they do throw a good party, they're good organizers, but I don't think they want to throw the kind of party that I want. And that is, you know, a nice day in the park with uh, Duke Silver. So I feel like the most obvious choice for me is probably Annie Edison. She's, she's, you know, succinct. She's a good planner. She's not like Leslie Nope where she overdoes it and then ruins it because she's overdone everything. And, and you know, everything's so planned to the point. It's like when something a little goes wrong, everything else goes wrong. I feel like Annie will get the job done no matter what. So I feel like she's the best option, yeah. Amazing choice. Okay, Jono. Oh, look, I was, um, it was definitely uh, Annie and Leslie Knight going head to head there. Um, I think they are very, they're both probably the um, strongest points on this list. Um, so I'm going to have to go with Leslie Nope um, because I can guarantee it will get done. You know, it will be done well. Um, and you'll probably learn something from it as well. You know, it should come up to you afterwards and give you a little life lesson. And, you know, that's, that's Leslie for you. Um, so, I was also thinking about the um, the good place guys because they created literally a whole world, you know. So they are they have they are the best planners in the whole list technically. But I'm not looking for that at the moment. Um, I'm looking for someone like Leslie to get the job done. Great choice. I'm sure she would have a few binders full of everything she needs to get your party planned. And then is who's going to be last? Oh, it's going to be me, Murray. You're next. I feel like it's telling that uh, two of my guests feature on this list and it seems a shame to double dip but i mean i need john ralphio so i'm gonna go john ralphio and and tom i think yeah that's it really fits the vibe of my party i think we've got quite a congruent theme having a bit of a warehouse dinner party i think yeah it's a e easy pick didn't have to think too hard about that one mm. i would go to that i would yeah. go to that I'm in, not a, gonna in a warehouse 100 <laughs> <laughs> that would be it would be really good Murray you're in strong contention here I think um, and I'm pretty stoked because I'm going to stick with my theme and I'm going to pick and double dip and take um, Janet and Michael because they did create a whole world and they did a very very good job of it and they're sweet and they have great banter and chemistry and I think they would plan a really creative fun party with some maybe some supernaturally type elements involved which would be awesome and then janet would get to enjoy her own party which would be wonderful and she can let michael do all the organizing on the day so that she can actually enjoy herself not thinking about planning it so see you know the details um okay well we got there everybody's drafted their things before we finish because i want to finish um very have your very last sales pitch tell the audience at home why your day has won and i can remind everybody um and try and do it fairly succinctly because we have explained most of our reasons as we go along but i want your top selling points and why your party wins um let's start with jono um look I think I've got a few winning uh, pieces here. So I've got 
basically I got Ron in a mansion um, with da- with backup dancers. You know, I think that's already that's going somewhere. Um, <laughs> and the food is almost like a side to that. You know, it's kind of a French toast in the morning. I mean, that's that's great. Rock up to a like a brunch. There's French toast there. Um, and then calzones for lunch. Not not too heavy on the stomach. Um, and then you've got Troy's casserole um, with some some um, frozen yogurt at the end. I think that is uh, it's it's not going to knock you over. You know, you're not going to go to bed with a bad stomach um, uh, in a mansion. Uh, so you're going to be staying at the mansion if you come. So it's it's oh, and, and then obviously Captain Holt for for class. So um, I think it's uh, it's an eclectic mob. It's an eclectic team, but it's it's uh, I think it's a winner. Okay, Corey. Look, being being someone who's won before, I feel like I'm probably the top expert on uh, on who's going to win in this competition. Um, and I think I think we all have a very good, strong chance of that. I'm not going to lie; I feel like everyone has got a, a good combination of things. You know, there was definitely a few areas where you could combine some some terrible things, and it would have been a bad day. But I feel like everyone has has considered the the right amount of things. But like like last time, everything was top shelf. This time it's it's about whole assing everything, and so if you're going to get through my fantasy day, you're going to be prepared to to whole ass it and and do the, do your best. And starting the day off with a nice uh, you know bacon and egg, whatever, just lots of it, all the bacon and eggs that you you have um, is is a good place to start. You know, it's a lazy morning because you're not counting how many strips of bacon you're putting into the pot; you're just putting them all in and, and letting it cook. So it's it's not like a numbers game or anything like that. And then after that, again, there's no number on Tornado. Tornado is just as much as you've got. So just, again, go for it. Throw it in the pot. Throw it in All the right, pan. All right, Corey, jumping away. in. It's great. Speed it up. We I'm want speeding it up. Points. All right. We want your selling points, not your If you like meat, go with me. All right? If you like meat, if you like pizza, go with me. It's a nice meal in a park. Um, and, you know, we've got we've got Troy, we've got Ben, we've got good conversation, we've got good music from the, the old Duke Silver and uh, popcorn to end the day, you know, a bit of popcorn to go along with your entertainment, some light entertainment. And um, it's organised by someone who's very um, concise and uh, educated. So, yeah. Great. Murray. I feel like um, I don't really need to make too much of a sales pitch on mine. Um, I've... Definitely got the most fun guests. I think a warehouse is a great location to have Gina and Tom. Um, I mean, Jean Ralphio planning it. I mean, it's it all sort of just came together. I, where would where else would you want to be? Bacon wrapped shrimps, apple pie from Argos. I mean, I hardly even need to mention the paunch burger, but I just feel like if you want to have a good time, not necessarily going there for self betterment. You probably won't get the kind of conversation that's going to make you smarter, but um, it's, a, it's a one-off thing. I feel like, yeah, it's where you want to be. And I didn't really want to pull out the Trump card, but we've got little Sebastian as well. So, <sighs> Yeah, it's hard to beat Murray. It's, it's just a horse. Me. Come on, guy. Uh, Very good. All right, Andrew. I'm going to be on side with you there. Yeah, look, I'll, I'll keep mine brief because I, I really believe that, you know, Someone like Ronaldo doesn't have to talk about what a great player they are. <laughs> Everyone just knows it. And so uh, I'll just say, look, we got good food. Um, we've got uh, Jake and we've got Michael. So we've got some fun uh, company. Um, 
you know, we're going to do a holiday heist. So you're going to burn off all those calories afterwards. Uh, You're going to go back to college and you're going to get an education at the same time. And, um, yeah, Gina's going to give you the hookups behind the scenes. So, look, if if that sounds good to you, I, I don't think I have to say any more. Very good. And I'll try and keep it brief as well. I do think I have the most balanced uh, food of the day. I think you're getting a great mix of comfort food, sophistication, and with a really great twist ending with our pretzel with a lot. Janet and Dwight make a really great duo guest. They kind of a yin and yang. One is very uh, knowledgeable and sweet and earnest, and the other one is a little bit crazy, but also very earnest and um, just the combination of those two characters. You can imagine Dwight like being like trying to quiz Janet, like um, Janet, what's this? And she'd get it right, and Dwight would be like, "False, no, you're wrong," and they'd have a big argument, and that would be really entertaining. That would be hilarious. And I think a Dean Pelton fashion show would just, it would be so unexpected and so funny and filled with puns and especially would be prison and police themed because we're at the 9-9. Incredible. It would be um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, you at the place. You know, you've seen the shenanigans that have happened there. It's the perfect opportunity to let things happen as the party goes on. And it's planned by Michael and Janet. Maybe we're throwing some supernatural, cool little elements into the party. I think if you go with me, you're going to be the winner. So I think that about does it, everyone. At home, make sure you go and vote. Let us know who you thought won and let us know what you would have drafted. You can do all of that on social media. But otherwise... Let's say goodbye. Thank you, everyone, for coming on. We had a lot of fun, and I'm very keen to see who won. Thanks for having us, Chris. Thanks, Chris. Thank you for your votes in advance. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Okay, well, it is the Monday after we recorded the Fantasy Film and Food Draft, and I have the mammoth task ahead of me of making all four dishes from my meal in one day. So if you don't remember, I drafted the breakfast buffet, the croque monsieur, Michael's pretzel with every topping, and osobuco. And I did do it. I did make all of them in one day. And I definitely want to say before I tell you about it that I think I'm definitely the winner because my food was absolutely excellent. First of all, I made the breakfast buffet, which of course is flexible. You can add anything you like. So my breakfast buffet included a giant potato rosti, a croissant, eggs, bacon, toast, tomatoes, corn, and mushrooms. It was delicious, served with some OJ and a coffee or tea. It's the perfect way to start the day. And of course, you can add anything you'd like to that one. But the potato rosti, I think, is something you need to add to your own breakfast buffets in the future. The second thing that I made yesterday is Charles Boyle's Croque Monsieur, which is a very fancy ham and cheese toasty. I probably offended a lot of food critics just by calling it that, but you make this sandwich by creating a bechamel sauce using the whitest, fluffiest bread that you can find. Or if you are really adventurous, you can make your own Pullman's loaf. 
I didn't have time to do that this time. Then you you spread bechamel sauce onto your bread, layer up your ham and cheese, add some cheese and bechamel sauce to the top and toast this sandwich in the oven. What you get is a delicious, gooey, crunchy, satisfying sandwich that you need to add to your rotation of goods. It's a little bit more sophisticated than your usual toasted sandwich would be acceptable to give to any guest if they come over. I definitely recommend you try that recipe. The third thing I created was maybe the most crazy of my selections, and that is Michael Scott's Everything Pretzel. So in the show, he goes to order a pretzel, he gets told all of the toppings, and he asks if all of them can be put on his pretzel. And yes, he has a pretzel with all of those toppings. I counted them. There's actually 17 toppings. I didn't use all 17. I did 15 because I'm allergic to nuts. So if you're not allergic, make sure you add those two nut toppings. I have included those in the recipe. But yeah, this is pretty insane. The good thing that this recipe will teach you is how to make pretzels from scratch. These pretzels are super fluffy and satisfying and you'll definitely use that recipe again. I don't know if you'll ever wanna eat the everything topping again, but the good thing is this recipe makes 12 pretzels and you only really need to waste one of them by adding all the toppings to one if you do wanna try that recipe out. When I tried it, it was better than I expected. It is a sensation and texture overload, but the flavors somehow all work together. And I think just by having so much sugar, you don't end up having the worst time eating this pretzel. My recommendation, if you really want to try it, you can, but otherwise make these pretzels, add your own favorite toppings, and it'll be a really fun thing for you to learn how to bake using this recipe. The final thing that I made was the Osobuco, also from The Office, from the very famous dinner party episode. And this uses a special type of veal shank called Osobuco, and a very rich Italian tomato sauce. It is a very simple dish for you to make. It involves a lot of time, but not a lot of hands-on time. You basically cook this all up and leave it simmering on the pot for hours until the meat becomes really, really tender and is falling off the bone. You can serve this dish with anything you like. I served it with roasted potatoes and greens, but you could serve this with saffron risotto or polenta or mashed potatoes, whatever you like. But this is definitely the fanciest, most sophisticated meal of my bunch and would be an excellent way to end the day. The sauce is what you're going to come back to. You can use it in leftovers. Yeah, I think if you're going to have a dinner party sometime in the future, you definitely need to learn how to make osobuco because it is, is extremely fancy but you don't need to be a master chef to be able to get it done. So what a mammoth day, but I absolutely loved making all of these dishes and I'm sure you will too. So make sure you go and check this out in the show notes of this week's episode on our website, on all of our social medias. We want to know what you think about these recipes. We want to see your pictures. We want to see and hear your stories about how you made these dishes. So so make sure you go find those recipes and enjoy cooking this week. Well, that about does it for this episode, the Fantasy Film and Food Draft Comedy TV Edition. First of all, I wanted to thank Corey McMahon, Andrew Lingley, Jono Ford, and Murray Sullivan for coming on the show. 
I'm sure you agree listening at home that each guest makes this episode great in their own unique ways. So thank you so much. And of course, we'd love to have them back on the show. Secondly, we need you to play at home. Tell us what you chose in all eight categories and share with us on social media. We also need you to vote. Who do you think won today? Who drafted the ultimate experience? Jump on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, email us and vote on the polls to tell us who you think won today. Thirdly, don't forget the recipes. I already mentioned that I made the meal that I drafted and you should too. All the recipes for the meal that I drafted can be found in the show notes on our social media and our website. We would love to see your photos, so make sure you share them with us. If you enjoyed this podcast, can I ask you a favor? Can you give it a five-star rating and review on your favorite podcast player, especially Apple Podcasts? This helps us get up the ratings and find new listeners. So thank you to everyone who has given us a five-star rating or review already. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen. We're on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, basically wherever there's podcasts, you'll find us. Make sure you email us. The address is fans at filmandfoodpodcast.com. I'll say that again, fans at filmandfoodpodcast.com. And join us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Let us know how you went with my recipe. What would you have drafted in today's show? And who drafted the best comedy TV food day out? Give us feedback, suggest a movie to review, suggest a new series for the fantasy film and food draft. The most important thing is to join the conversation. Until next time, goodbye and thanks for listening.